world where people strive to conquer the digital landscape, the best leaders are moving forward and planting flags. This is the Oil & Gas Digital Doers podcast, where you can hear about the thrill of digital victory and the industry's best guidance on how to win with your host, Michael O'Sullivan. All right. I'm going to do an experiment. The experiment involves this book that I have in my hands right here. Uh, It's a pretty sizable book. Uh, you might have heard when I dropped it on the table. Um, it uh, This book is called Webster's New World College Dictionary. Um, yes, faithful listeners, there was a time when dictionaries came in book form. And this particular one, let's see. The printing is from, uh, da, 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 yeah, right here, 1997, which... Yeah, that feels kind of recent to me, but I am told by other people that that is not the case. Anyway, this one was printed in 97. It looks like uh, the, the first printing was in 1970, so um, um, so it's from then. And um, I'm going to look up a word. Now, for those of you who don't remember how or maybe have never tried to look up a word in the book form of a dictionary. It's really not that hard. You shouldn't, you shouldn't feel intimidated. It's all in alphabetical order, um, assuming most of us still remember how to say our ABCs. And, uh, and you, can get, you can get to pretty much whatever you want. Just, you got to turn some pages, as I'm doing right now. So I'm, I'm in the S's, and I'm looking for S-U. And, ah, yes, S-U. I'm looking for the word uh, sustainable. Um, let's see here. Sus- sustain, okay. Sustainable is, uh, well, I'm, yeah, okay. So it is harder than I remember. Here we go. Uh, well, okay, there's no, there is no definition for sustainable. There is only a definition for sustain, under which it says that sustainable is uh, an adjective form. Oh, there's eight definitions. Uh, let's see. Oh, I, I'm going to sum up. Uh, to keep in existence, keep up, maintain, prolong. Uh, also to provide support, uh, sustenance, which to provide sustenance, which is, of course, the same root word. Uh, nourishment, uh, to carry the weight or the burden. Ah, to strengthen the spirits, to encourage, to bear up against, with door, with door. <laughs> Easy for me to say, endure or withstand. Uh, anyway, you get the uh, you get the gist. That is the definition of sustain, and presumably sustainable would mean is the adjective form of any of those things. Now, the experiment part of the experiment is that I'm flipping over here now to uh, to a more a more modern source, and I have here my trusty iPad Pro, and I'm looking at MerriamWebster.com. Now. Um, now, of course, as you know, Merriam and Webster have both been in the dictionary business for a very long time. So this isn't some newfangled uh, dictionary, but it is it is the website of today. And um, and lo and behold, they do have a definition for sustainable. They they have a definition for sustain, and it reads more or less the same as the one that I just told you um, in the book sustain. But what's interesting is under the word sustain, sustainable is not listed as one of the forms of sustain of that prefix. There's there's others sustained and sustaining, and but sustainable has its own definition, and so we're going to look at that, um, and uh, and the meaning. Of sustainable, um, interestingly, the definitions here do not echo in any way. They don't seem to have anything to do with <laughs> with the other ones uh, for stain. And uh, let's see, uh, what do we? Most of them read like this: um, uh, related to, let's see, uh, able to be used without being completely used up or destroyed, involving methods that do not completely use up or destroy natural resources, a method of harvesting or using a resource so that it's not depleted. Okay. Now, some of you uh, are saying, especially those of you who are maybe more recent in your adult life, you're saying, yeah, of course, that's what sustainable means. I don't know what that other stuff was that you were reading in the book, but this is, this is sustainable. And uh, it's interesting. I, the point of all this is, I don't really know, but I, I think um, it's interesting how uh, words, we know that words change in their meaning over, over a long time, but sometimes they also change very quickly. And that is why those of us who are who are, who've been around a while, sometimes if it seems like we don't know what you're talking about, it's because, it's because we may not, it takes some work to keep up with what are, 
what do these things mean and uh, and and why why is this word that I used to understand uh, as meaning one thing it's kind of being used in a new context so go easy on us when we uh, those of us who have been around for a while if it seems like we're not keeping up anyway you might have guessed that we are talking about sustainability on today's episode and um, I, I know it's a it's a popular topic and I do try to um, you know I always try to make sure that we don't do episodes where we're just rehashing the same thing that everybody else is saying um, uh, so at the at the risk of doing that, I think we, we have an interesting perspective, particularly as it relates to how uh, the world of digital technology can really help in these efforts that are so important to so many people. And uh, speaking of digital technology, welcome to the Oil & Gas Digital Doers podcast uh, being brought to you right here on the Oil & Gas Global Network, which is the largest and most listened to network of podcasts for the oil and energy industry. And this show, every, this this episode and every episode on the show is made possible by our very good friends at Hewlett Packard Enterprise. Now, you've heard me talk about them before. You know that they are friends of the oil and gas industry. They're great friends of OGGN. We do a lot of stuff together and, uh, you know, they're just good people, but they also have a lot of great capabilities um, when it comes to all of your digital ambitions, which I know you must have because if you're listening to this podcast, then you must have digital ambitions. And uh, the folks at HPE can help you in ways ways that maybe you haven't thought of. And uh, in particular, have a look at uh, something. Uh, go to their website, hpe.com, and look at this thing called uh, HPE Green Lake, because uh, it's really well aligned with a lot of the things that are very important in the industry right now in terms of what we're trying to do uh, in the OT environments and on the edge and things like that. So so uh, show our sponsors some love, because as I always say, without them, there is no us. Now, Back to the show. Uh, what are we? Oh yeah, yeah. Sustainability. Um, well, you know, actually, uh, I'm looking. I'm looking at my my little timer here, and it's telling me that I probably should have stopped talking already by now. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the OGGN Spotlight, Kyle Keelan and Muge Wood. And we are here back at the fabulous Canon on the west side of Houston with uh, my old pal Kyle Keelan, um, and you and you brought a friend. I did today, yes, Michael. I, well, today. <laughs> I, so, Kyle, I'm sensing a pattern where I invite you to come on the show, and then you bring somebody else to do the talking. You're, you're going to call, call me out now. like that. I, I like <laughs> to think I'm, I think I'm a connector to bring people to, to you that, that bring some inter, uh, industry expertise well, to the conversation. Uh, yeah, I can see why you might. Want <laughs> All right, so, um, <laughs> so this is it. You're on, on, be a hard both, time. for both of us, really. I think is the key. yeah. So uh, uh, I'm gonna see if I can still remember how to say your name, Muge. Yes, Muge, that's perfect. Muge Wood, and you're and so Kyle's from Avanade, and you're from Microsoft. Correct. Um, which you know, you guys work very closely. Very together, closely, right? Yeah. In fact, yep. I think there's still a little. Is, it, is there, there, there still a? There's yeah. Yeah, yeah Microsoft's yeah. less of equity. Still have yeah, yep. yeah. Cool. So, yep. um, so. Uh, People heard your story here um, not too long ago, but um, yeah, like we just, go, just we talked about brief, how yeah. we how we worked together a long time ago before your daughter was born. You were trying to close the deal when you're supposed to be on paternity leave. Now she's in third grade. What else is there? To my know? my wife still brings that up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. So so as you know, I uh, I look after our our team that supports our energy clients here in uh, the energy practice at Avanade and. You know, for those who don't know, Avanade is one of the premier Microsoft partners and, um, you know, kind of the topic today around the sustainability cloud that Microsoft just announced is, you know, part yeah, of what yeah, we're going to talk yeah, about yeah. as well. So, 50,000 people, right? I remember. Yes. Because Tor Correct. Because it, it grows. You we've said 30,000. We've been growing so fast that I, I, it's, like a, it's like a ticker now <laughs> that you just have to, like, look at every day to see where you're at. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, well, it, we've, we've seen some. Pretty, you're not pretty small. Incredible you're not smart. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And Muge, you're. I, I think I remember. I looked quickly. You've been at Microsoft for a pretty long time, right? Um, I, I would say 17, so. Not years. as long as I would like to, but yes, it's about <laughs> uh, it's it's about uh, 17 years. It yeah. has been. And um, first of all, thank you for inviting me to the podcast, oh, yeah. um, uh, Kyle Avanad uh, and Microsoft. We have a very complementary relationship. We even occupy office space in the same building. Uh, so in my current role, um, I'm responsible for uh, Microsoft's energy industry solution strategy um, for customers in the Americas 
U.S. time zone um, in our consulting business. So that's quite a mouthful, but um, ultimately it comes down to uh, Microsoft's increased investments in the energy industry that we have been making uh, to help our customers be successful and um, really um, help translate the capabilities in Microsoft's platform to energy industry business outcomes. Yeah. Uh, and what does that look like? Um, so um, as you called out, I've been with Microsoft for 17 years in a variety of roles, uh, all out of Houston uh, in yeah. customer-facing yeah. roles. Uh, and uh, you know, the one uh, just prior to that, I came to this role in December, was to uh, run our Microsoft Houston Technology Center. Oh, um, yeah, I saw that. Right. That was one of the coolest jobs the MTC. at Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was MTC. That was I, a really I, cool I job. I forgot about that place. It's been, I haven't been there for a long time. Well, you know, it has been uh, facility-wise. It has been closed for two years, uh, but all our engagements have been virtual with our architects. That has yeah. been going well. Uh, we also use that time to update the facility. So now it has even more energy industry-specific experiences. We actually showcase uh, one of Avanade's uh, solutions, Connected Mind Solution, for some time. Um, so um, it's all about team energy. Cool, cool. All right, good. So 17 years. Um, so that puts you there, 2004. 2004, so not yes. Not too long after the dot-com disaster. Uh, right. Right, and then things were starting to pick up a little bit. So that's a good stretch. I mean, you've seen quite a lot of different things happen. Right. It, 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 you know, it was interesting. When I first started Microsoft, my job was to um, um, help position Microsoft Office capabilities to our energy industry oh, really? customers. And, and you know, that <laughs> was a... That, yeah, right. That was a whole different era, right? You downloaded software to your computers and you ran it from there. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. I had the chance to experience the transition to cloud, but also transition of Microsoft culture right. um, to the cloud. So it's been a good run. Um, prior to Microsoft, I should call that out, I was with Accenture for 10 years right. uh, in the business process consulting practice, again, working with energy industry customers. Um, so it's been, a, it's been yeah, a good, good career, yeah. All right. Excellent. Yeah, that's, uh, I forgot about that little paperclip guy. <laughs> They're bringing him back. It's like, yeah, we, is it, is, yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like vintage, vintage Microsoft. I, I do know, I, I have noticed that in the last few years, there's been a number of, I know, uh, you know, various industry friends that I have that have ended up, that, that you guys have hired. You know, yes. It's, it's part of that sort of like getting the, the industry expertise. We, we are still hiring. Um, it's sort of stealing, <laughs> stealing people. Sfera, Sfera, is Sfera still there? Sfera Bernsberg-Dahl? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's still there. He's uh, he's part of our uh, Azure Energy Engineering team. Um, yeah, yeah he doing be, uh, like doing a doing a fantastic yeah doing a fantastic job. Yeah, he's um, he also a little known. Well, maybe not so little known. You may not know this about him, but he did at one time. Uh, his, his he and his he and his wife won some sort of like best dressed social award in Houston or something like that. So really, next time you see him. And, and tell him, ask him why he doesn't answer my texts. Um, <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> so, all right. So we are. Uh, you mentioned we're talking about sustainability. Let's start with because um, as soon as you say that word, everybody goes, "Oh yeah, right, sustainability." And then you go, but then we all have a different idea in our head as far as what we might be talking about. So, context-wise, what are we what are we aiming at? Yeah, I think, I think absolutely. And and you're right. Like we were even just talking about before we we started airing that you know, I often go straight to emissions, methane emissions, because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking about it from an oil and gas perspective right now and what we could do today. But, you know, McGay, you know, brought up like, hey, it's it's obviously much broader than that. There's environmental impacts uh, beyond just emissions that we need to be accounting for. And a lot of companies are, you know, when they look at, let's say, upping their sustainability game and start to track yeah, different yeah, different yeah. metrics, they're, they're thinking about it way beyond just, just emissions. So... Um you're talking about oil and gas companies included or just the world in general? The world in general. The world okay. in general is, yeah. is talking about it. So, um, and, and, yeah, and so we want to, I think today we want to mostly focus on the, the breadth of those areas, but also particularly the problem of tracking. And, right. And what else? Like, what, what's the like what's the problem area that we're really... I mean, really, the, and, okay, feel free to jump in, but the... There is there isn't really a great way to track it right now. It's all, you know, most of my clients are doing it very differently. There's a lot of spreadsheets. There's a lot of downloading data from like the EPA and other sources, and 
for that most sounds, of that. That's that just perfect. That's how we do everything. Yeah, that's how, <laughs> that's how we do everything. We talked about Office. I mean, Excel is uh, you know, <laughs> getting a lot of airtime on that. Yeah. Uh, but I think too, like that, that's really hitting on just scope one. And then when you start trying to track your supply chain in like scope three, I mean, it almost becomes unsustainable, un- pardon the pun. Yeah, that, that's right. I think uh, you're right. Sustainability can be very broad. Um, we are talking about the environmental impact across multiple dimensions. It's um, uh, methane emissions, it's ecosystems of the oceans, it's water management, all the world's precious resources. But I think when we look at the one of the largest contributors, uh, methane emissions and CO2, um, I, I, I think uh, there's a lot we can uh, do there, and we are doing there uh, collectively and and one big part is how we can um, capture where we are today establish a baseline in terms of uh, recording reporting and understanding insights as to where we are so they can guide our actions in the future and um, you know it's a complex problem um, because of the scope of direct indirect emissions uh, all the manual aspect of reporting capturing and there's a lot of opportunity there um, to um, automate it um, so that we can actually focus on the insights rather than the manual effort of trying to piece the data together. I mean, I think also on top of that is is the accountability and, right. and audibleness or audible being able to audit you know whatever a company's being you know putting out yeah. and, and yeah. you know having a, a good source to be able to do that. All right, so um, I just want to back up for just a second because. Uh, the thing we started out with was we said, so Kyle, you, you said that reporting uh, isn't easy. Like we, we download the stuff, we, we use spreadsheets, and at some point you said it, at some point it becomes sort of like un, untenable, like you can't just manage it. So I have to, so automatically like my spidey sense goes up, right? And I think, okay, so if I'm like, if I'm the person out in the industry, I'm going to think, is it really a problem or is this just a way for like tech companies to capitalize on selling mm-hmm. something else, some other tool that I need to, mm-hmm. like, are people really struggling with it? Yes. You have to say yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I guess it depends a little bit on like what you're putting out in terms of your sustainability goals. Right. Right. If you don't have any and you're not reporting on anything and you're just kind of doing some things internally, then yeah, it's probably not a real problem. But if you're, you know, a, a, a publicly traded company and you've stated, you know, things about you know certain uh, goals that you're trying to hit, being able to report on those is is, uh, is quite necessary. And, and again, go back to the problem. It, it is a pretty manual process right now. Yeah, and and it is not just any regular reporting because we are talking about direct and indirect impact that needs to be accounted for for it to be complete so when we are talking about scope 3 emissions which is uh, indirect um, impact like um, the consumption of um, your employees if they were to go take a flight to go somewhere that is part of the scope 3 emissions so this is not just like direct uh, reporting but in order to make it complete you are looking at very different data sources that need to come together Right, right. So I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded that uh, it's a problem for people. What, um, um, what, what's the, what are, what are the risks? Like, what if I don't get it right? Right. What if I don't? So when it comes to tracking and reporting, what happens if? I just, right. Yeah. I think I think that's a great question. There are multiple risks as well as missed opportunities uh, when it's not approached correctly. Uh, one is a regulatory aspect. There are some expectations that um, companies, especially publicly traded companies, are able to report on their environmental impact. Actually, their customers demand to see that in projects uh, contracts. Um, there is a social uh, environmental responsibility. Employees want to work for companies in general who are yeah, socially yeah. responsible. Um, um, and then finally, um, there's a whole opportunity here to reimagine the business as a more sustainable business where uh, supply chain is revamped, ultimately. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so um, it is uh, not just regulatory, that's certainly a key, uh, but also um, the opportunity to develop sustainable services and products that can open new um, you know, revenue streams uh, and, uh, and opportunities. Yeah, yeah, okay. That seems so. So everybody is um, 
So we're at a point in the industry where, like, everybody is taking this seriously, right? Everybody right. is making this a priority. Which, which wasn't necessarily the case a few years ago. It wasn't always the case. Yeah. So so we uh, um, so we see that uh, everybody's being a good a good citizen as far as as far as this goes. As far so, as intent. As far as intent. Yes. Right. As far as intent. As far as intent. So. Um, and you mentioned, all right, so I, I can't remember, you mentioned this sustainability cloud thing, and I can't remember if you mentioned it before when we were talking or since we started recording, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm I think right at the beginning when I did sustainability cloud. Okay, all right, so, so the reporting is a huge problem uh, or, or a big challenge, and, um, and, and we are trying to, I mean, the industry is trying to improve it's trying to not be the kind of thing that where we do stuff in crazy cumbersome ways anymore, right? Right. So, so this is so Microsoft saw an opportunity. I guess is what, is what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. Right? right. Right. And I think it's it's this area is interesting because um, uh, we saw an opportunity because of our own sustainability journey, which we have been on for a decade, to see how we can um, remove carbon from our own operations, like uh, the way that our data centers are powered across the world our own waste management, water conservation. Yeah, so yeah. we've been on this for a while, and then we learned a lot um, in terms of the importance of data uh, in the whole journey, which really informed our approach um, in uh, going to market with this and to provide value to the customers and the industry that we serve, uh, which ultimately has become the Microsoft Sustainability Cloud, which is becoming yeah. available this uh, spring. So another cloud. Another cloud. Another cloud. Clouds are everywhere. The clouds are everywhere. Yes, they are. They're they're uh, they're um, so sustainability cloud. So what is it? What is it? Yeah. That's a good question. What is it? Um, so sustainability cloud is a service um, that allows our customers to. Um, ingest data, report, preset uh -huh. reporting templates, makes it a whole lot easier, um, uh, pre-existing data connectors. So this whole problem of recording, reporting, capturing, um, much easier. And then on top of that, um, and it includes all scope, uh, emissions um, and down the road um, we also see a need our customers are telling us this they want to do modeling they want to do simulation it's yeah, not enough sure. to know where things Carbon are twins, maybe, uh, right it's not <laughs> enough to know where things are but can we predict uh, where the emissions are so we can adjust uh, and update our operations accordingly and we see an absolute need for that in uh, power and utilities space as yeah, well yeah, they sure, are part sure. of the energy industry if you're deciding on like which investments that you want to make to help achieve some sustainability goals, like being able to model out some of that and try to see right. and yeah. predict some of that impact on those investments would, would be very, very useful. Yeah, we've been talking about this uh, on a lot of different episodes and just in different circles where, uh, like, that notion, you know, having a twin and being able to model it and look at different scenarios, it's just it's popping up everywhere, like all over the industry, like that, the usefulness of that is, is, is showing up everywhere. Um, in fact, that's why I said carbon twins, because when he and Tor were on, we were talking about the carbon, carbon twins. Like mm -hmm. yeah. Model right. meth methane emissions, but yeah, I think the twin concept is really you know, fundamentally just data modeling. Yeah, of, sure. You know, creating a, a a, a data model of a particular scenario and then be able to do what-if analysis mm -hmm. on that, right? Right, it's just that now we can do it so much faster. And I, I mean, almost everything is like, yeah. we, there's somebody who's going to say, oh yeah, we used to call that something else and before we called it that, we used to call it this other thing, right? Um, but, um, uh, so, uh, so, so back up. Your description of the sustainability cloud you know, presto changeo, all the data comes in and everybody can do reporting. Mm -hmm. But you guys are doing implementation. So what what is it? Ha I mean, the problem is with anything else in the industry is like the data is in all these places yeah. and how do I get it into the place where it needs mm -hmm. to be? Right. Like, like and, and then how do I like get it in order so that I can actually do stuff with it? Yeah, I mean, right? I think for, for us, for Avanade being a systems integrator, like the, the opportunity that we see, what gets us excited is yeah, there, there's there's going to be a lot of extending that sustainability cloud, uh, adding you know different capability, different models into it. But also, as you pointed out, there this these data sources are going to be all over the organization. Yeah, and yeah. they're going to need lots of help be able to pull those in to the cl uh, the sustainability cloud. And, and not just one time, but like continuously, yes, right? Yeah, That's you, the you'd want. Yeah, you're not going to do a batch. And for, it's always the trick, it. right? It. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and they'll have new data sources pop up. There's going to be changes in, in how those models work. I mean, there's there's you know um, 
for, for us, for, there's a whole whole kind of new level of services that need to need to happen in order to, to help the companies leverage that and hit their sustainability goals. So, so what am I looking at in terms of the, the um, so if I, if, I, if I look at my organization today and I say, wow, we're really struggling with this, this, this having something like this would be really great. Um, what, what's the, how, how long does it take and how hard do I have to work? And like, what's the, is it, because, because, and the reason I was kind of bring this up is uh, with a lot of things is because there's new pressure in the industry, right? To be able to realize value. Um, and we talk about this, you know, being digital doers, right? It's just not about the tech itself, but how do we actually get value from it? And it used to be that you could kick off these multi-year projects in oil and gas and nobody batted an eyelash. And now everybody wants, you know, you got to right. be able to show time value. To value it, is, time um, to value is yeah. like, is like, like yesterday. Well, yeah. uh, nobody has patience Tomorrow for multi-year okay. projects. Sure. Right. So, so how do I, yeah. So how do, how do you take something, a, a complex problem like this and get it into the business so that people can see value quickly? Yeah, I think, I mean, two things. One, I mean, any, you know, the cloud SaaS-based solution kind of lends itself to what you're talking about, which yeah. is kind of value, right? Right. Like you're not out. I'm not buying servers, servers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. AI capabilities, like it's embedded into the, the cloud. And then, you know, for, for us, our recommendation would be to like, let, let's let's start with, you know, a certain uh, sustainability goal that you're trying to achieve and measure and, and start with that one and then add as you, as you go. Yeah, yeah. So what's a good example of a good one to start with? A good one to start with? Yeah. Uh, I mean, for, for, like I said, for me, from an oil and gas perspective, I mean, we, we're, we're helping clients with emissions, emissions right, right now. Yeah, right. I, I think uh, methane emissions, and I agree with you, Kyle. Um, uh, it's good to just sit down and understand what the goals are, where you want to go in over what time horizon, but also um, start, start small and build upon because it really is an ongoing journey. Start yeah. with a you know certain set of data sources, uh, goals, monitoring, dashboards, and then look to add more data sources, more partnerships, because this whole... Um, opportunity is also all encompassing of the supply chain of an organization as well. Right, so it's right, not right. just your yeah. own productions, but the, you know, your trading partners. So you can continue to build upon it. Um, so I think starting small, one area that we see a lot of potential, as an example, is um, you know methane emissions pipeline leak detection, mm-hmm. uh, right? If uh, if you your there's any kind of leakage in your assets in your production systems and you don't know about it till later, that's immediate impact. How can we uh, proactively monitor and and predict impact to address some of that uh, you know immediately? So yeah, okay, so that's good. And and you mentioned partnerships, and I want to get back to that in a second because that's always Partnerships is always an interesting discussion these right. days because the industry is much more open to partnerships than it used to be. But um, um, so we're get we're talking about leak detection. That's like a separate problem from the the, the tracking and the reporting. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. correct, um, correct. And so what is there is there a so is that where the integration comes into play? So let's say I'm working with XYZ solution for methane detection, right? Satellites or whatever it is I'm doing, right. like. And now I got that data. Now I need to. So, so what we're talking about here is now how do I bring that data into sustainability cloud and do something with it? Is that is that what we're? Yeah, absolutely. Doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. In any any um, you know methane emissions program is going to have multiple sources of leak detection from from satellite yeah, yeah. to lidar to right, 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 sensors, right. right? And so being able to aggregate that information and put it in a you know central location and do you know data models and AI on it. You know, is, is highly valuable and that's that's you know a well, so, great use case for this so so what are people doing with that data if they don't have something like like this aggregation platform spreadsheet yeah, a wow. really? lot, lot of spreadsheet. Sure, uh, I think um, we experienced this even at Microsoft in the early part of journey um, uh, with this. When you're talking about reporting, environmental reporting, it is a lot of. It can be a lot of manual efforts, and then think about repeating that uh, over time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it can add up to a lot. Not to mention the ac- accuracy. We can question that a little bit too, uh, <laughs> given the manual aspect of the um, process. Finger um, on so, the scales, kind of. Thing. So it can, it can, it can, it can be a lot. So. Um, uh, because I think where we want to get to is uh, just connect to your largest sources of um, emissions, 
um, production. Um, you know, make that visible. Have some targets so at least you see where you are, and you're going to see real time, near real time, uh, mm-hmm. where these things are trending. Uh, so you can take action. Uh, as opposed to waiting yeah. uh, for someone to go out there, inspect it, and tell you, you know. Well, that's the, yeah, that's that, that's kind of what we want to do everywhere in the industry. Well, this is fascinating, though, because I hadn't thought about this, because I've had people on the tech show, various companies, with really cool solutions, like you mentioned satellite and LiDAR and all these, no. you know, mm-hmm. for, for the methane detection. Um, and, and, and we always talk about all the things that you can do with the data, but I haven't ever really asked them, like, where does the data go? <laughs> so now I... And, and I think <laughs> it's, it, I think it's uh, you know as, as things are early, you yeah. typically end up with like these point solutions. Yeah, and sure. Ends up getting siloed, and that's I mean how we end which, up with data silos. Which is and all that, yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we we're experts in data silos. Yeah, we specialize in those. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I want to go back to what the guy said about the supply chain because I mean one thing to think about from like an oil and gas perspective is. I mean, they have obviously their their emissions challenges and other things that they're working on, and like a you know a yeah, production yeah. or you know normal right. course that they're doing business. But I mean, they're just a, a company, like like back office kind of uh, emissions and, and environmental impacts, yeah, just like yeah. any other company, right? And so, whether it's you know, how much their employees are traveling, the, right, the electricity right. in their buildings, like all yeah. of that stuff um, adds up as well. And so, you know, the the save the cloud. Uh, is able to track that and I think and I'd love to get your opinion on this Muguet of I think there's a network effect that could go on with this as well right where, you know, at some point and I'm glad Microsoft's taking a leadership position in this is at some point being able to house that data with your supply other suppliers mm-hmm. all together allows you to quickly track your scope three emissions. Yeah, I think that's scope a, one emissions are yeah, scope that, that's that's a great point because uh, um, I think, um, you know, we talked about the sustainability cloud, but um, just in parallel with that, we want to create an open source data platform where the emissions data can be more visible and shared. Um, so the question to ask ourselves as an organization is, okay, how open, how transparent you want to be with your data? Um, because more of that is available um, than the faster you can achieve your goal. So we want to get to that, you know, open source um, emissions data information as well. Um, yeah, this is scary territory now, right? It, I mean, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, there is <laughs> yeah. uh, some of that data sensitive, mm. right? And if you mm. are, and I think we started with, hey, we are assuming everybody's a good actor now and wants, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. To, to make a, a positive environmental impact. But, but as, if you as didn't, said, you intent. would not want to be in the sustainability cloud right. if you start opening up your data yeah. a little bit more. Or so. you might even have the right intent, but if, if I'm not there yet, it's a little embarrassing when people see, right, that I don't right. have, I haven't, you know. Yeah. Um, also, it's a new level of accountability. Right. But I, I mean, I think, so I, I think in the oil and gas industry of even, of, of 20 or even 10 years ago, this would be a, that would be a non-starter. They'd be, they'd be, no, no, <laughs> yes. they're not. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> we're not, not interested. Do, but, we're not doing think, that. Um, but it is different. They're, they're gonna get their, yeah. Either it's gonna get voluntary or voluntold, right? At some yeah. point, because yeah. there is either like we've already seen from you know, activist investors and you know kind of some of the regulations that are uh, possibly coming out of Washington. Like it, it, it's it's going to be sure. it's coming, right? And so you can get out in front of it and get ready for it, or uh, you know have to catch up a little bit. Yeah. So. So what happened? What comes next are the companies, the, the tech companies, and the security companies that specialize in like fraud detection and fraud investigations and things like that. That'll be the next piece of the industry that develops. But um, um, all right. So you mentioned, but but when you mentioned partnerships, right? Is that are you talking about the supply chain type partnerships, or are you talking about partnerships like with people to to kind of create these solutions? Yeah. I think that's what? a great question. So first of all, we realize that given the enormity of the challenge, it's really difficult for any one organization, tech company or otherwise, to have a singular solution to this. Um, so um, one aspect of partnerships is investing in uh, technologies to help us give more options for sustainable energy sources. So we have invested in Climate Innovation Fund, uh, transfer to net zero. So, you know, there are idea partnerships. So I'll give you an example, which I'm personally excited about. Um, This is with um, a company called LanzaJet, and uh, they are working on some um, new technologies for sustainable jet aviation fuel. Uh Um, They are building uh, their facilities in Georgia. And, you know, as we know, that's one of the most difficult things, right? Decarbonizing the aviation industry. Yeah. Uh, But the point is, I mean, there's some... Batteries are tough in that business. Right, I would say. So, um, so, I mean, there's some really 
really interesting ways of looking at um, bioenergy, looking at capturing hydrogen and turning it into sustainable sources sure. of energy. So I think we are investing into those types of um, partnerships. Um, but then um, also equally important is um, uh, like integrators, Kyle mentioned, um, who's coming out with very innovative ways um, for us to address the problem. Uh, and I'll give another example, which is publicly released uh, back in August, uh, our work with Accenture um, on Duke Energy mm -hmm. uh, to help yeah. build, um, you know, first of its kind methane emissions platform, which we have been talking about. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, is, is that a platform like like for? Tracking and reporting, like right, you're talking about right, here, that's right, right, and, that's then, right. and then doing the modeling and, and yes. all, De analytics detecting and satellite yes. imaging, yeah. satellite imaging to detect pipeline leaks. So specifically for, but for for methane, yeah, yeah specifically yeah. for methane, and uh, um, and then um, you know you look at then some of our other partnerships uh, with like um, you know Ecolab, looking at mm -hmm. uh, water conservation. Um, uh, you look at Iconics, uh, they're all about smart spaces and how to yep, uh, yep. manage energy consumption in buildings based on occupancy through digital twins. So there are multiple facets and we have got so much innovation that's happening out there, um, existing and new players. Um, and I think we put that ecosystem together, um, it, it becomes really powerful. Yeah, it, it seems like we, we reached this, like starting, um, uh, well, again, speaking for oil and gas, getting serious about digital, the, what we now call digital you know, transformation, 2017, four years ago, something like that. Um, like the first couple, three years were mostly about understanding these new capabilities and proof, proofs of concepts and pilots and, you know, just kind of like, like what is a digital twin? How, how do I get this, this operational data from these old systems and put it in alongside, like all of the kind of the underpinnings we spent. And, and then, but then all of a sudden it seemed like it kind of, everything came together, like reached critical mass and, and we, and we got a lot of this stuff figured out and now we can go around and with companies, with all the different companies that are participating, all of a sudden we can take these capabilities and, and deploy them and use them in lots of different ways, right? I mean, it, yeah. it, it's just like accelerating, like, right. again, we're doing it here, and we're doing it here, and we're doing it here. Yeah, it, and so I think it's just an amazing time because um, uh, other factors are accelerating this as well, like electrification of vehicles, yeah. right? What does that do to the uh, energy industry? Um, and then, uh, you know, you're absolutely right. Oil and gas industry, I think, um, you know, they've been masters at collecting data. There are sensors everywhere, you know, millions of data points oh. are streaming no uh, all the time, <laughs> right? <laughs> see, 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 that's the point, right? All this data is coming at you. What do you do with it? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but, but you know, we are coming uh, collectively with new capabilities to make sense of that data right. uh, in a proactive manner and even giving us sense of uh, forward-looking view, yeah. not, not yeah, just yeah. near real-time and backward, but even forward-looking. So, right. so the capabilities are evolving. It's kind of interesting because the challenges, uh, in a way, are the similar or same in terms of data yeah. um, aspect, uh, but we have new capabilities and new external factors right, that exactly. are serving as accelerators. Motivational right. center points. You, you were, you, did you have something? You uh, I was going to tell you that, uh, I mean, it kind of reminds me of, like, if you ever, you know, if they're, they're building, uh, like, a building down the street from you and, and you, like a, like, a grocery store and you, you drive by, you drive by. And nothing, just, nothing, 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 nothing. And, and then all of a sudden, there's a building there, right? Exactly. And it's yeah. because, <laughs> I think I was telling my wife this, like, the amount of time it takes to lay the groundwork, right. and the dirt work, and all that, you which you all don't plumbing, really put can, all the plumbing in, in, right? Yeah. All of that, yeah. But after they get to first, that slab, like the rest of the building it goes, goes up really fast. I think it's kind of this. Yeah. You know, it's a little. It reminds me of that where, yeah, like you said, like a lot of that foundational, um, you know, technology work and understanding it and the the, the the data pieces of that, we can now build on top of it of things that you can see pretty quickly and yeah. get to market. Pretty well, and like you said, the nature of 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 cloud-based software as a service um, accelerates things. Um, also, all of the different, you know, compared to back in olden times when, well, you, you probably, I, I, so I, I grew up in the consulting world and I remember like managing these projects that, you know, were death marches because, right. you know, it was so much work to build all of the, everything from the ground up. Um, and, uh, you know, and now we have, like, you know, you use all the, all the tools that the cool kids are using to put, 
you know, you can assemble solutions and applications and things so much more quickly with all of the, with all the open source stuff, with all the, you know, we're just not, we're not like down in the trenches anymore. Every time we want to create a new solution for something, we can put things together pretty right. quickly. Yeah. And I think you, you made a great um, point around acceleration. How can we accelerate uh, getting results out of this? Um, and I think, um, you know, industry clouds, Microsoft has been talking about sustainability cloud are just that accelerations and starting points yeah, yeah, uh, to yeah. get off to the, the races. And then there's always that additional layer that you can add on right. for your specific needs. But how can we go faster, right? Does each and everyone one of us need to build the foundational solution? Maybe not. No, yeah. no. We just start with something. And, yeah, exactly. So, um, what? All right. I'm looking at the time here. We could, we could probably got a couple more minutes. Um, anything else in the way of um, like, uh, like, like a good story? And I know a lot of these initiatives are new, so people aren't at the end of them, right? They're not right. looking back and saying, "Here's what we accomplished." But, but what, what? As you're working with customers, what are they learning as they're starting to get like in up to their knees and in up to their waist? And 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 uh, so, for those of us who aren't in the water yet, what can what can you tell us? Yeah, I think I'll take the first. Like going back to the Duke story of, you know, like phase one of that was okay. We we have you know, satellite imaging. We need to take, detect a leak, right? Um, but then what? Yeah. And so phase two has been, okay, how do we then Going create to pick action up. and a work order <laughs> yeah, and things to yeah. try to go out and resolve that, right? And so I think, um, you know, some of these things, um, you know, the action part, you know, while obviously detecting it, reporting it, knowing kind of what you need is, is important, uh, the action part also needs to follow pretty quickly. Well, and then the the data from that needs to come back in, right? So right. it could so be how, part yeah, of how many the, false positives are you right. getting so you, as a result? Are you yeah. sending a poor technician out? Every or your, your forward-looking is not going to be right. Very good, right? And, and and I think just like um, any. Um uh, project technology is means to an end, right? Just because you have a dashboard doesn't mean you now have a sustainability leadership in the marketplace. It's just right. um, putting together the strategy, the governance mm -hmm. uh, in your organization and yeah, embedding yeah. those principles in right. your culture. You know, as an example, what are you going to do with the insights? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, how are you going to turn that into a continuous learning, refinement, improvement strategy? Um, and how will everyone else rally around that different roles? Uh, what is the role that everyone is going to play? So I think, I think it's good to consider these elements and also look at the um, bigger picture down the line. Um, how can we extend it to the um, supply chain um, and make it more efficient, make it more sustainable, uh, and, and make it more profitable? What, is, what does that look like, extending it to the supply chain? I mean, I'm just trying to like get my head around. Well, I, I guess I have one. Supply chain in oil and gas is not for the faint of heart. Yes. Right. And, yeah. And, yeah. I have like one uh, LNG client now that, I mean, their solution to this is their suppliers upload via with Excel files sure. their emissions data and their, their environmental impact data. They then take that, download all that, and then plug that back into their spreadsheet that they report to the EPA. So you know, that, that is uh, what we want to avoid. Yeah. And you know, I think the sustainability cloud offers up the, the promise that we could put all, you know, as my suppliers are putting, there's like I said, scope one emissions in, if they will share that with me and allow me to collect that as well, I, I may get some automation, some lift out of, of being able to create my, my, my emissions profile based on theirs. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the thing about when we do that, sort, especially when it's something new, is the, advantage, the good part about that whole I take your spreadsheet and put it in my spreadsheet, right? And <laughs> take the dirt out of your shovel and put it in my shovel. Um, the good thing about it is that it does help us think through the problem and the requirements and the process, yeah. right? Like it helps us like get our head around what is it that we need to be able to do. Now, if we're still doing that 15 years later, then not like that's <laughs> our own fault. But, but it does help. I would imagine that now that people have done it the hard way, it's, it's, it's easier to for them to, to kind of look at what at the more modern way of doing things and step into that and say, right. here's what I need, right? Because prior to that, this was like a whole problem that it wasn't, this wasn't anything that anybody had been trying to do before, right? Yeah, it's I, I think it's new. interesting. Uh, you ask a great question, right? What, what does it mean, extend the supply chain? I think, you know, a complicated supply chain uh, in oil and gas is, is in other industries. So it are X number of partners, uh, a lot of external parties, handoffs. So how can we make that um, seamless, 
collaborative and and visible, um, so that um, uh, you know all of this is smoother with more insight for everybody. Yeah. So that's that's one thing to uh, you know yeah, yeah. consider. And, and the other thing um, that brings up a you know point to my mind is um, we are talking about some um, sometimes really advanced capabilities. Um, uh, you know, digital twins and let's make avatars of everybody and uh, avatars are meeting and uh, my <laughs> digital persona is interacting with your digital persona. Yeah. Right? Those are interesting things that I am sure are, is going to be useful and we'll get there. But on the other hand, we look at more fundamental processes in the industry, the checklists, um, you know, yeah, handouts, right, what's going right. on at the, uh, you know, well site. Um, we have some immediate opportunities to improve those as well um, right. to, uh, you know, uh, make the business better. There are still lots of clipboards out there. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, there yeah, there yeah, sure, sure are. For sure. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think that uh, um, it's, I, do, do you foresee, maybe this is already happening, I don't even know it, but it seems like this is another one of those areas where the industry could benefit from having, in addition to all of these good practices and new solutions and things like that, and smart people who know how to go and do stuff, um, like some sort of, uh, and I hate to use the word consortium because we have a long history of failed consortiums. <laughs> right. Come up with a different term. But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but some sort of a group, uh, kind of like what they did with OSDU, right? Where they said, all right, like everybody, let's come together yeah. and mm-hmm. agree on and learn from each other. And it's not so much agree. It's not so much about the consensus, but it's about, it's about like, because if you're going to do something like that, that's going to reach into the supply chain or and not just because in oil and gas, it's not just supply chain, but it's, relationships between companies. Like when you mm-hmm. go out to a, an offshore asset, it's not just one company operating right. that, lot right? Of, lot it's an operator yep. and it's a service company and it's, a, and it's an EPC and it's a da 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 So in between, not just from the supply chain, but in between all those operating partners, it seems like there'd be some goodness in having some sort yeah. of a functional well, I was gonna say, even, even an onshore, yeah, your, yeah. your neighbor, when they, when they leak methane, it's not like it, there's a wall that goes up that it doesn't come over on your side. It's, it's, you know, it mixes. So, right, right, uh, right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. The more, more collaboration. Yeah, is, is there, there are, some um, sort of industry yeah, forum. To, right. right, I think we yeah. are seeing some of that, um, and OSG is a good example because it benefits everyone to have a common um, upstream data platform definition. Um, so presumably, presumably, yeah. yes. Um, but there's your own IP too. So, um, but, but you know, but but not just that. For with OSDU, the interesting part about it to me wasn't the technology implementation. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I still think that's sort of like this big unwieldy thing. But but the interesting part was the in, people in the industry coming together to kind of like mutually solve a problem, right? And this it seems like that sort of thinking applied here would be would right. also be yeah beneficial. absolutely I think there are a couple elements there number one is um, we see a lot of different press releases on endeavors to um, help meet sustainability goals um, yeah. and I think more companies are open with press releases we hear it from um, Chevron Schlumberger Duke Energy partnerships right, right, right. I think those are inspiring uh, for one another um, and then we are seeing some companies um, and, and organizations that groups are coming together one of them I heard about recently is uh, transform to net zero is a group uh, with Microsoft and um, eight other corporations um, who are kind of like brainstorming, collaborating on how to go about yeah, this. Yeah. Um, so I think there's definitely um, yeah, place I was, I was for that. Just said like the green software initiative. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's not oil and gas specific, but there are a number of oil and gas companies in it, uh, yeah. Shell being one of them. So. And, and you know, the other thing I'm excited about uh, in our hometown here in Houston is uh, working uh, closely with Greater Houston Partnership. Um, there are several um, initiatives that's pulling together different industry players to look at it as an example, establishing Houston as a hydrogen hub. Uh, we have the infrastructure, we have the facilities, we have the you know technology. How can we do that? Right, uh, so there's right. a task force you know getting launched on that. The University of Houston is looking at it. A lot of different universities are looking at it. And all of them draw upon um, key industry players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, in fact, I think our, so OGGN's got another podcast uh, hosted by Joe Batir, who is a, a he's a geothermal geologist, and um, and they look at all the energy transition innovations that are coming out. He's very excited about that hydrogen thing yes. that's potentially yes. happening here in Houston. He's, uh, he's very excited about it. All right, um, so this is good. So we should probably wrap up, because I think... Um, we don't want anybody to change the channel. And I think, Muge, we got to get you on your way. So, um, but thanks for uh, making any, any like, like parting advice, thoughts, anything, uh, how, or how do people learn more about this if they want to, if they want to learn more about, uh, 
what's it called? Sustainability cloud. Sustainability <laughs> I completely cloud. Left my brain yes, for a second. Sustainability <laughs> so, cloud. Yeah. So what? How do? So what? What, do we, what, what nuggets of goodness do we want to leave people with? Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think that's a good point. So first of all, um, you can always um, talk to Microsoft um, yeah. for sustainability in the a, initiatives. Guy. You just look for the, right. paper, the little Yeah, paper. so we moved a little away from the paperclip, but we still have some good stuff. Uh, you can you can sign up for the uh, preview uh, yeah, for yeah. sustainability cloud. You can talk to your Microsoft team, and um, there's just a lot of really good research out there. Okay. Um, you know, you kind of have to really roll up your sleeves and um, start learning. Uh, and uh, I mean, we are not all going to be sustainable experts, but right, we can right. learn and build upon uh, what we know to um, care about it good, um, good. Uh, so we can all play our part. Yep, yep. Just start. Anything from you? Nothing. Just start. Just start. Just start, that, yeah. You know, there's a... Um, uh, What's well, the, uh, uh, the, the uh, Chinese proverb? It's <laughs> <laughs> the... the, the, the it's like a thousand miles starts with one step. It's something, it yeah. really does. There's another. There's also there's a guy over at uh, uh, Reveal Energy Services. Um, his name is escaping me, but he used to be at Sigma Cubed. Uh, anyway, heads up software development, and his saying is always shipping code wins, oh, right? <laughs> and if you just take that same just notion, <laughs> shipping code wins. And if you take that same notion and say, yeah, just start, just get just get going. Yeah. So, all right, good. Well, uh, Muge Wood. Kyle Keelan, appreciate you guys uh, coming out here to the Canon. So this is your first time here? It was my first time here, yeah. and I love it. Um, I, I think I'm going to return. Um, I saw the library space. I'm supposed yeah. to be quiet, but beautiful yeah. setting. Um, so we're going to have, awesome. so we are having our uh, our monthly industry mixer here this Thursday. Oh. So for the people who are here in this episode, it will have been too late. But it's not too late for you. Uh, and then, of course, they're always on the last Thursday of every month, and we have we have a bunch of people come out, and we have a panel discussion. And so, yeah, so you should come to, you should Oh, that's those. awesome. I certainly will. All right, good. All right. All right thanks for having that's us. That's it. Thank appreciate you. I appreciate right. it. Well, there you have it, folks. Digital capabilities coming to all the various parts and pieces of the oil and gas industry. And it's it's making a huge uh it's making a uh, it's making a difference. And 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 speaking of making a difference, um I sh- I should mention um, and, and, and interestingly, I gave a little impromptu speech on this um, uh, just the other uh, just the other day at one of our mixers. But when we today nowadays, when we talk about the good things that uh, the industry is doing, what tends to get the spotlight a lot is the newer concerns about energy transition and sustainability and the ESG and all of that, that tends to, to kind of hog the limelight. But I think we should, uh, we should not forget about the good things that are making a difference that are being done by people in the regular course of the traditional oil and gas operations uh, that are the things, that, which is the thing that gets the hydrocarbons out of the ground and into your gas tank or your tires or your, winter outerwear, whatever the case may be. And, and those, those uh, people are, are finding ways to do what we already do and have done um, a, a better, safer, cheaper, um, you know, so many improvements being made to the core operations, the traditional business. And I think we should remember those folks who, um, while, while the new concerns are getting all the limelight, there's tens or hundreds of thousands of people who wake up every day and they find better ways to do what we've always done. So thanks to all those people. Thanks also to all of you for listening. Uh, if, if you weren't listening, we would have no reason to do this. So it's good that you are there. Also, thanks to uh, the OGGN crew for all the hard work that they do, and most especially my audio fixer guy, Mr. Mac Roman, who always makes us sound fantastic. Who else did I forget to thank? Oh, yeah, yeah, and our sponsor, HBE. Always always happy to be working with the folks there. Check out the sponsors, folks. Uh, they can do a lot of good for the industry. That's going to wrap it up. Just remember, uh, you know, anytime you, you're feeling a little bit down, you're feeling a little bit like uh, not as, uh, as sustained <laughs> as as you'd like to be in the progress that we are making in all of these uh, and all of these concerns just remember that you can always come here every single week to this podcast and you can hear about real people who are getting digital done come back next week for yet another exhilarating expedition into the very real world of the best digital doers in the oil and gas industry a production of the oil and gas global network learn more at oggn.com